present Lucille Ball and My Favorite Husband, a new series based on the delightful stories of Isabel Scott Rorick's gay, sophisticated Mr. and Mrs. Cougar, two people who live together and like it. Starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Let's look in on the Cougats and see what they're doing. Oh, but hold your hats. Liz and George are having an argument about their plans for the evening. Liz wants to go to a symphony concert, and George wants to have a poker game. And in this corner, wearing a peak satin house coat and weighing 120 pounds, battling Liz Cougat. And in this corner, wearing a gray pinstripe suit and weighing 170 pounds, is her husband, Gorgeous George. <laughs> Well, the first round ended in a draw, and here comes the second round. They come out of the corners fighting. Concert. Poker. Concert. Poker. Concert. Poker. Poker. Concert. All right, we'll go to the concert. Now, wait a minute. Who said concert? Well, I didn't mean it. I was tricked into it. Oh, gee whiz, Liz. Well, why are we arguing so much lately? Well, it's all your fault. Whenever I want to do something, you want to do something else. No, I don't get it. When we first met, you wanted to do everything I wanted to do. Now, what happened to change that? We got married. Oh, come on to the concert, George. It'll be fun. Think how long it's been since you've worn your tuxedo. Oh, that will be great fun. Now, look, I'm not going, but uh, purely as a matter of information, why do men have to wear formal clothes to a concert? Because when they fall asleep, the stiff shirt keeps them from slumping over. (laughs) Well, now I know. I can play poker with a clear mind. (laughs) Now, what's the matter? You don't love me. You wish you were married to a poker player. Oh, now, honey, I do not. I can see it all now. The bride looked lovely in a white satin gown, sleeve bands, and a green eye shade. Uh... Oh, Liz, please calm down, honey. I'm sorry I upset you. And then will you go to the concert? No. All right, George Cougar, I'll go to the concert by myself. Okay, and I hope Leopold falls flat on his Tukowski. <laughs> I'm going to play poker. Well, go ahead and play poker. I hope your partner trumps your full house. <laughs> Oh, Mrs. Cougar, can I get you some lunch? Lunch? Oh, I forgot to tell you, Katie. I'm going to a woman's club luncheon. So you better make me a nice big sandwich. I know what you mean. Well, who's going to speak today? A marriage consultant named Professor Milmoss. He's going to talk to us about happy marriages. I'm so upset about that argument George and I had, I don't even feel like going. Well, why don't you stay home? Oh, I can't. I have to sit on the speaker's platform as an example of a woman who's been happily married for ten years. Oh, well, it'll be worthwhile if he knows what he's talking about. Oh, certainly he knows. He's been happily married eight times. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies him or not. I've been married six times, and I'm no expert. Six times? I didn't know that, Katie. Let's see. First there was Peter, Harold, Oscar, then came Orville, Egelbert, and Yancey. Well, congratulations. How can you remember all the names? Oh, it's easy. When they're in the right order, their first initials spell phooey. <laughs> Katie, you always told me your first husband was named Clarence. He was. I left him out. Why? Because you can't spell phooey with a C. <laughs> well, 
Well, if the professor sounds like he needs help, I'll send him to you. <laughs> ladies. Quiet, please, ladies. Girls. It is my pleasure to present to you one of the world's greatest authorities on successful and happy marriages, Professor Philpott Milmark. <laughs> Professor Milmark, that's you. They're waiting. Oh, uh, lady, uh, pardon me till I take a swallow of coffee. Uh, there. <clears throat> Ladies, I speak to you today on one of the most wonderful of human achievements, a happy marriage. <laughs> well, don't take that plate. I haven't finished that pastry. <laughs> now, ladies, the trouble with most marriages lies with you. Oh, I don't agree with that, Marge. How about the husband? You said it. Right from the beginning, you must realize that the answer to the question about love, honor, and obey is, I do, not who does. <laughs> Let us consider for a moment the arguments between husbands and wives. Now we're getting someplace. Now, most of these arguments are caused by the husband and the wife having varied interests, wanting to do a different thing. You know, Marge, that's exactly why George and I had an argument this morning. If there are any of you who have had an argument for this reason recently, hold up your hand. And I see all of you have your hand up. <laughs> so we will proceed to the remedy. This ought to be good. Be a pal to your husband. <laughs> Learn to like the things he likes. Be interested in his hobbies. For this way lies peace and happiness in marriage. Uh, I'd like to ask a question, Professor. Oh, uh, certainly. Does this system really work? Oh, you have only to read the testimonials in my book, which will be sold at the door if you leave 79 cents. <laughs> well, but, Professor, why does it have to be the woman who gives in? A very interesting question. The answer lies in my book, which will be sold at the door as you leave. 79 cents, I know, yes. <laughs> Let me quote from page 65. Quote, Be your husband's best friend. Be like his dog. You'll never hear a man arguing with his dog. <laughs> but, Professor, I... I haven't finished. Oh, I'm sorry. Unquote. Yes? Professor, I'm going to try your system. Almost. What do you mean, almost? Well, I don't mind running out to greet my husband when he whistles, or even running and jumping into his lap, but I'll be darned if I'll sit on the floor and lick his hand while he's eating dinner. <laughs> Pardon me, Mrs. Kugard, but Mr. Kugard just came home. You asked me to tell you. Oh, thanks, Katie. I've been studying Professor Milmoss's book all afternoon. Oh, then you learned something from him? Yes. The way to get along with your husband is to let him treat you like a dog. <laughs> did he say that? Well, not exactly, Katie. What he did say was that a wife should be a pal to her husband. 
She should like everything that he's interested in. That wouldn't have worked with my first husband. Why not? He was interested in a little blonde waitress. <laughs> oh, fine. Well, I think it'll work with George. You know, Katie, our marriage might have been ruined by my attitude. I'm going to be a pal to George. Well, he's in there reading the paper. Good. I'll start in by reading the paper with him, the part he likes. Wish me luck. Hello, George. How's my little husband tonight? Your little husband is fine, and he is not going to that concert. Oh, who cares about an old concert anyway? Give me part of the paper, honey. All right. Here's the society page. Society page? Oh, give me something interesting. Where's the sports page? Sports page? Mm Mm-hmm. I've never seen you read the sport page. Well, I never miss it. Give it to me. I'll read it to you. This should be interesting. Here. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, let's see now. Uh, Williams Bags Crown by Tico and Ape. Tico? Mm-hmm. That's T-K-O. Well, how would you pronounce it? Technical knockout. Oh. Well, I never cared much for basketball anyway. I see. Oh, well, now, here's something I didn't know about. Midget racing. What about it? They ought to be ashamed making those little men run around the track. Ted Hughesy. And you didn't think I knew anything about sports. (laughs) Tell me, Red Barber, what else is new in the sports world? Oh, my goodness. This is even worse. They're racing little girls. This I've got to see. It says so right here. Yesterday at Tanparan, a race was won by a three-year-old maiden. (laughs) You can't fight a thing like this. You've just got to let it go. Well, she certainly was carrying a lot of money for a little girl. She had $2,000 in her purse. Liz, that would do credit to Grantland Rice The what? Haven't you ever heard of Grantland Rice? Certainly I've heard of Grantland Rice, but I never tasted it Oh, Liz George, George, I have something to tell you mm. I'm not going to the concert tonight Oh, you're not? No No, George, I'm, I'm going to be a real pal to you Sharing the same thing I'm going to stay home and play poker with you and the boy what? But Liz, you don't know how to play poker. Well, I'm going to learn how. I've got a whole hour before they get here. Oh, no. Well, now that you're all here, we might as well get started with the game, huh, fellas? Uh, you're sure you guys don't mind if Liz plays with us? Oh, no. We're delighted. Aren't we, Corey? Wouldn't miss it for the world. Stop. Oh, let's start. You deal, Joe. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Since it's fun, I love playing poker. All right, Liz, it's up to you. What is? You start. Start what? Pass. Pass who? You open. Open what? What have you got in your hand? Any pairs? No, they're all different numbers. Can anybody open? Mm. No. All right, sorry, then. Hmm. Funny thing, they were all different numbers. They were all the same suit. Oh. <laughs> Your deal, Corey. Do I have to? Oh, well. Ooh, a queen. Liz. Ooh, sister. Liz, you're supposed to keep your cards a secret. Ooh. 
you get, Joe? I shouldn't talk, but tell you're too apt for Laverne. <laughs> All right, I open for two. I'm in. I'm in. Put in two chips, Liz. Okay. I'm too fair. Cards? They're in your hand. <laughs> Give me two. Three. How many cards do you want, Liz? Oh, do I get more? You throw away the worst cards in your hand and try to draw better ones. Why? Because that's the way you play poker. Oh, well, uh, which one should I throw away? The two I throw away. Chips <laughs> over to me for. Because as much as I hate to admit it, win. I do? Oh, this is fun. Come on, come again. I could play poker all night. <laughs> Corey, I'm glad you came over. I don't know what to do about Liz. This power business is driving me crazy. She's still acting like your shadow, huh? Is she? Yesterday, she spent the whole day at the bank. Said she wanted to learn all about my business. Did she find out anything? Yes, she found out how to lock our president, Mr. Atterbury, in the vault. <laughs> oh, brother. Mad? I don't know. I couldn't get him out till this morning. <laughs> I'm licked, Corey. I'm going on a camping over the weekend to get rid of her. Wait a minute, George. I have a wonderful idea. Take Liz on that trip with you. Very funny. Oh, I'm serious. Take her with you and work her head off. By the time she's hiked through the woods, waded through icy streams, and slept on the cold ground, she'll be sick of your being your boon companion. Corey, that's a great idea. If I don't kill this thing some way, she'll be buying us mother and daughter suits. Let's clear up a misconception about NATO, the North Atlantic. Although NATO is a military alliance of freedoms, it is not in violation of the United Nations Charter. The UN specifies its member nations to band together in smaller groups to guard their independence. That's why, ever since NATO was founded in April 1949, it has been a help to the UN rather than a source of embarrassment. Because NATO, like the United Nations, is hoping to maintain the peace and has served as a most effective deterrent forces of aggression. Not one inch of NATO has been lost through internal subversion or from military intervention for the time that NATO has been functioning. And just as important, countries have also raised their economic self-sufficiency of living to... Is it any wonder that NATO is known as the shield and the hope of the free world? Give NATO your port and interest. Learn more about its vital work, military, cultural, economic. Remember, NATO is guard freedom. Back to my favorite husband. He's going to take Liz on a camping trip to discourage her from being his separable pal. Here's a box of food I fixed for that. Well, thank you, Katie. George will put it in the car. He and Corey are packing the things in now. Hunting outfit. Fine. But aren't you supposed to wear something red so you can see it? Oh, I'm wearing something red, all right. But long and scrubber hunters better not see it. <laughs> Mrs. Cougat, I don't know whether to tell you this or not. You overheard them around here yesterday. Katie, I'd listen to anything you picked up by eavesdropping, do you? What was it? <laughs> well, Mr. Cougat and you on this trip make a good and sick of being his pal. He's going to make it with hunting and hiking and fishing. Katie, are you... I was right outside the room when Corey Cartwright suggested it. Slump on my head. 
I forgot the door opened. Katie, I'm going to give you a day off for service above and beyond. So it was Corey's idea, huh? Just tell him I want to see. Anything else to go, George? Never mind. There's Bruce's cart now. Uh, oh, can I see you a minute, please? I'll be in the kitchen if you want to stop. What is it, Liz? So, when I come back from this trip, I'll be sick and tired a pal to George. Well, how did you find out? A woman's into... Oh, yeah? yeah. Stuff tells me your intuition can also cook. You're a fine friend. Oh, I'm sorry, Liz. I was just trying to help you. Is there anything I can do to make it right? Yes. This is going to be the first cross in history. You're going to help me frame George on this trip. Oh, Liz. I'll tell that pretty person girl everything I know about you. You don't know anything. Don't I? I can't take a chance. I'll do it. <laughs> now, you follow us in your car, and whatever you do, sight. Now, Liz, I want you to do This mountain air is... I never get enough of it. Oh, boy, isn't it great? <clears throat> this looks like a good trout stream. Yep, that looks... Start, maybe I'll give you some instructions. Oh, George, I know how to fish. You could, too. Who won? <laughs> Tell me how you do it, Isaac Walton. It's very simple. You just slip the pole over until all unwinds this little spool, see? Uh-huh. And then what happens? The thread water wraps around the fish... And chokes it to death. If you don't choke it to death. I know. You hit it with a pole. No, it's a cast. Now, take the rod in your right hand. Yeah. Now, whip over your... That's it. Now, forward. George, I think I've caught something. Oh. You a trout? But it's a cougat. Help me get the heat of my pants. Oh, I'm sorry, dear. Take it here, you... Rip my pants. Well, George, you said you couldn't get this mountain there. Oh, let's see. You're sure you won't get tubbed this out in this cold stream for hours? Oh, I'll tell you what. Let it up and catches the most... <laughs> All right. I'm going to then. I'll, I'll do you a thing. Now, don't go up there. It's too shallow, not enough rapids. Aren't any fish there? But it's pretty around there. It's your way. Well, I'll see you there with a lemon. Goodbye. Let's see now. Be right around the bend. Yes, over here. Oh, got them? The best they are. Good. Sick out. Aren't they beauties? Wonderful. Home to me, Corey, and I won't be lying. I tell you I caught them. <laughs> <laughs> here, so. Thanks. I'll see you later, Corey. Honey. Okay. I'll where I was before. Okay. Huh? Take a magician at your fish up there. Shake hands with Houdini. <laughs> what do you mean? Haven't you caught fish yet? You? Only this? Only. There's. Where did. I caught them. Dream. Those eight trucks. Huh? <laughs> They're strange. Huh. Well, I can't hope to be. Uh, you feel up to hiking back? Sure. Yeah, we can see it. It's pretty rough on you. Brought you back any day. Oh, you. Third, a race to camp. Oh, you. George. I'm hanging you in a. I'll give you a fire. Uh-huh. I'll have your wait when you get... Now, where did Corey get to? Many pits. Frank, you have your car here? Yeah, what? The camp in it. See before you just try... It's getting dark, Corey. George, No, gee, I'm lost. Oh, wait a minute. There he comes now, Bode. Where? I don't see anyone. Well, crawl hands and knees. Get out of it to me. Okay, thanks for every... George! Is that you, pal? Uh, you like hiking, is there? Uh, George, tired, are you? Uh, 
George, say something. What? That time you got back then? Yes, but I am most of the way. Oh. Well, George, how'd you go to bed? Remember, you promised to be hunting at five o'clock in the morning. Now, are you sure things to Corey? I think so, Liz. Sorry, sir. Oh, the poor guy. He was hired and shamed to get him out of bed. Now, this one's with me. All right. I hide up for you. Yeah. And every time you sh, I throw on a duck. That's right. And if you don't, I'll be a likewise. Now, what if we shoot at a target? I choose horse attached to the fence over the... And I bang this one with a rock like this. Good. Uh-oh. Get up, George. Okay, now don't worry about a thing. You can, George. Yes, dear. Here's your rock. Oh, it's the first thing I do. Can you do it? Stop looking down the barrel. Well, let's start hunting. I want to shoot ducks. Ducks? <laughs> there aren't any ducks hundred miles of here. <laughs> oh, oh, now these look like pretty good trees, eh? <laughs> now he's being stupid. Ducks in swamps, not in trees. Want it? <laughs> if there's a duck in any of these, mine isn't George Cook. We'll just Here goes. What did you say, Sam? Don't believe it. All gone set for the win. Well, maybe this one could face it. Mason, you couldn't get in a million years. Of course I could. Would. Watch. I got Something very funny going here. What do you mean? I mean this. First you catch lake trout in a... And now you shock the dark's birds I froze. Well, that's a guess for not going south. Look, we'll just shoot at something we can spot or a camp. Oh, where's a horse you on the fence? Horse? Yeah. Oh, no. We, we don't want to shoot at that. Oh, yes, you do. But it's so lit. Well, maybe you're right. Okay, you do it. Here I go. Yes, you did it. Nothing to it. Wipe my eyes closed. Sensational. Especially that you were facing in the opposite direction. <laughs> I, uh, I banged it off that tree over there. Let, uh, let's see you do that again. All right. <laughs> you missed it. <laughs> that was one of my slow ones. Give me that gun, Liz. I'll show you some real fancy shooting. What kind? There's a wolf up in that tree. Uh, there is? Yes. A blonde one with a bow tie. <laughs> you know, they often climb trees to eat ducks. Now, watch this. One, two... Holy George! Come on down, Corey. It's all over. Put the gun down, George. We were just having a little fun. Are you mad, George? I don't know. It was a pretty cheap trick you pulled on me. Well, it was a dirty trick you pulled on me, bringing me up here to run me ragged. Yeah, I guess it was. Oh, come on. Let's, let's make up, George. Let's not be pals or companions. Let's not even be friends anymore. Let's just go back to being man and wife. pin to his chest. Oh, it's a note. Oh, dear pal. 
Yes, I am asleep. I took a sleeping pill to make sure of it. Good night. Oh, isn't he cute? Good night, George. My favorite husband has been presented to the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. 